Joining us now, aviation expert Jay Ratliff. Jay, good morning. Happy New Year. And the same to you. Uh, a lot to get to today, and it feels feels like to me it's all about Alaskan Airlines Flight 1282. Uh, we got a lot to get to. First, uh, let's talk about just being on that plane and, and what it had to be like for those passengers. Well, you know, we've talked for years about you know some scary in-flight moments, but you know the, the panic that took place aboard that Alaska Airlines flight must have been just horrific. You've got a large panel the size of an exit door that blows off the airplane suddenly when it's at 16,000 feet and climbing. Now, there's a rapid decompression that takes place then that causes the oxygen mass to drop. You've got the pressure of the cabin, uh, that cabin air that's rushing out of the plane, actually caused pieces of the seat next to the opening, thank God no one was seated there, to start to come apart. You had articles such as people that had loose cell phones, uh, clothes, these types of things, suck right out the airplane as well. And the crew declares an emergency. They return safely to Portland. And uh, the flight crew, uh, as far as the flight attendants, did a very good job, as the videos point out, of helping to maintain a sense of calm. Uh, when you talk to passengers, as I've done in those types of situations, they look at the flight attendants. If the flight attendants look scared, they get scared. If the flight attendants look like they're in control and they're confident, then they're going to relax a bit. They're still going to be scared out of their wits, but you're not going to see a lot of uncontrolled panic that's going to take place. So the uh, you know, the pilots declared an emergency at the time of the uh, the breach, and then the next thing you know, they uh, uh, called for an emergency landing and landing uh, the airplane without incident. And now we have the Federal Aviation Administration that stepped forward and said, look, we have uh, Alaska Airlines and United. They're the only two air- airlines that fly this Boeing 737 MAX 900 series. And the FAA grounded them. They said until everyone has looked at that particular part of the aircraft, uh, with Alaska Airlines having 65 airplanes, United 79 of them, they're not going to be allowed to, to uh, be re-entered into service. And I was really glad to see the FAA make that call. Do you feel like this is a Boeing issue, Jay? Uh, personally, you know, my, what my opinion is, uh, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason that I say that is because Boeing, of course, we have the Boeing MAX aircraft that was grounded for two years because of all the sloppy uh, workmanship and some of the things that went into this airplane that they rushed into service long before they should have. And it's been about a month or so ago that we've seen the the news about Boeing being ordered uh, to look at certain airplanes that have been found, Boeing MAX airplanes, that have bolts that are not tightened on some of those airplanes uh, on some of the avionics systems. So now we have a totally different thing that happens on a Boeing Max aircraft. And I've heard reports from some mechanics that have worked on these airplanes that when they've looked at this specific part of the aircraft where this door is plugged, they found what is being called untorqued hardware. It's a maintenance term for when they look in there, they're seeing certain bolts and things that haven't been totally tightened. Now, I don't know if that was the case here that would have caused this aircraft to lose this part of the airplane. Uh, but I do know that the National Transportation Safety Board, that all-star team, and that's exactly what they are, they'll find out what the problem is. If it was a manufacturing issue, uh, which this door comes from uh, Spirit Aerospace, uh, if it's their problem, they'll find out about it. If it was a situation where Boeing installed it incorrectly, they'll find out about it. They'll look at the maintenance records on this airplane that, again, has been flying for about 10 weeks to see if this part of the airplane has been worked on, and if so, by whom and what was done. And they'll get to the bottom of it to try to determine exactly what happened. But this airplane had 178 seats. 
there were 171 passengers on board that flight. That means we had seven empty seats on the entire airplane. And that seat next to that big gaping hole was empty. And I, to me, that was just a miracle because most of the time, the window seats are the first, mm-hmm. well, I hate to say the first to go, but that's the, the term I'm going to use. And in this case, that's exactly where that window went. It, it left. Uh, I'll get you out of here with this. Uh, what are our hub delays for today? I tell you what, if you're going to be flying today, there's going to be three uh, problem children, if you will, uh, from a hub standpoint that we're going to see some delays on. That's going to be Houston, Dallas, and Denver. If you're flying to or through either of, the, either of those three destinations, you could look for delays that could approach an hour. Jay Ratliff, aviation expert. Jay, thanks so much for the time. Uh, we'll talk again soon. Looking forward to it.